Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC terms apply. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Donald Faison. And Zach Braff. So this podcast, we recorded it the same day after everyone found out George Floyd getting murdered. First of all, I do not necessarily know what to say to everyone out there. Truthfully, I wish everything and everyone could be happy right now, but that's definitely not what's going on in the world. For me, this is a time where I feel like, I don't know, I wish that I could sit here and say we're making progress, but we want to make you laugh here. I will say this. I am very, very supportive of the people out there fighting the good fight that are protesting right now, and uh, I stand with you. We also wanted to let you know that uh, the next few podcasts were recorded before all of this has reached such a fever pitch, and uh, we didn't want you to think for a second that we were being callous about that and not dialed in to what's happening. So we just wanted to let you know the next few podcasts were recorded prior to things being as they are currently. That being said, I hope we can distract you from the madness that's going on right now for just an hour and a half. For just an hour and a half, sit back and enjoy this with us. Here we go. So, Donald, you're five, six minutes late. Well, well you know, this is how minutes, we do it. No, this is how we clock, do it. Five minutes late. My wife hotboxed me, yo. She took a shower right before the podcast, and the shower is connected to the uh, closet. Like, right. not the shower itself, but the bathroom's connected to the closet. Right. So it's like 200 degrees in here right now. Well, you're it wearing a like long Amazon shirt. It feels like, well, I had this on for the view today, man. Which, it looked great on the view. We were on the view today. Yeah, Donald so, looked very handsome. 
And thank you very much. You changed your shirt. You, I you did. I put shirt. on a night. I did. I wanted to look good for 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 the ladies, and I put yeah, on a nice. You did. You look very shirt. nice. Anyway, my wife hotboxed me, so it's like it's like the Amazon jungle up in here right now, man. Okay. And well, I, I want to change to a tank top. Why don't you switch to a tank top? We can watch I'm... it happen live. Listen, man. She's mad about something right now. I don't What's know what the fuck about? I did wrong. I don't know, man. I don't know so what I did wrong. Sometimes you don't ever. You never know. Sometimes she's just mad. She's just mad. I, I don't know. Like I, bet last you, night, I, I bet if you brainstormed, you could figure out what you may have done. In this moment right now, I can't figure it out. <laughs> in other moments, I've been able to uh, put it all together and be like, oh, that was, it's, I, I bet it's because of this. That's the worst when you can't figure it out. You're like, what oh, did my. I do? Dude, I have no idea. I've been good to the kids. I fed right. them. You fed I them. I ran them. I've yep. done all of that stuff. I just don't know. Well, listen, I think we were really good on The View. It was hard because there was a, a big delay. Yes. And um, and more so than normal Zoom. It was like a few a second or two delay. So it's, it's always tricky to be funny when, when you're stepping all over each other. Well, I, I will say this. My mother, who does not listen to our podcast, yes. watched The View. What'd she she does watch The View. She said, we are great together. She was okay. like, I'm going to tell you something. She was like, you and Zach interview so well together, it's ridiculous. Oh, that's nice. Oh, oh man. Listen, we want to cheer you up. If you're frustrated uh, with the universe and uh, you're frustrated like Donald is, we're here to entertain you. We're here to take your mind off things. You might be on a hike. You might be walking your dog. You might be breastfeeding. You might be doing the dishes. You might be tugging one out. We are here to make you laugh. Donald, yeah. If you're tugging, in. I'm going to say, say one. Can I just say one thing before Yes, we say one thing. Counting? If you're tugging one out while listening to us, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we would like you to finish as as Donald counts down. Do it. Five, Donald. six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses and a janitor who loved to hate. I said, here's a story. I'm not sure if the good people at iHeart are going to approve that, but they um, don't give a shit about that. They're not even listening. They're not even listening. They don't care anymore. You know, they, like, they, when own. we first signed with iHeart, they were like, you know, oh, you know, you guys can just do whatever you want, and we'll give you notes and thoughts and take them or leave them. We haven't heard anything from them. I think we're doing well enough that they just let us de- do our thing. I love the people over at iHeart. Let me just, I do. Let's just put it out there. Let's just put it out there now. Wherever you're listening to your podcast right now, yeah, iHeart has been so awesome to us. Yes, man. and Will. We got to give shout-out to Will Pearson, who's the who guy who we, we, we first met, and uh, he's really come through with all his... He pretty much said, you guys can do whatever you want, and uh, he's he's let us do our thing. Yeah, well, you know, he didn't promise a lot at the, at the first meeting we had with him, but he was definitely like, this is a no-brainer, guys. And yeah. Well, and, it is. I mean, look at this comic gold here. Plus, right. we got we met we met Dan and Joel. Yeah, I know it's serendipitous. If you really want to look at it, so I want to thank Joel. I want to thank Dan. I want to thank Will. I want to thank all of you out there listening right now. Thank yeah. you so much. So far, this we're has so been grateful. A blast. We're so grateful for you. Neither one, Donald and I, always talk about how we never thought this would be this much fun. We thought, uh, you know, we thought, okay, that'll be something to do. That'll be a little fun side project. But we are having so much fun, and we 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 know that you are. We see that you're uh, 
that you're listening and uh, please tell your friends. We want to now we're now we're invested. Now we're like let's fucking go for it. Right. We hope we hope one day when the world opens up that we can tour the show. We'd love to. We know that some podcasts come to, to cities all over the world and and do it live. We'll do it live. And uh, Donald do and I, live. Donald and I would love to do that. We'd love to come to your city and we'll show the episode first. And then we'll come out and we'll do this exact show with Q&As and audience participation. We'll bring Dan and Joel, of course. Maybe we'll have a tour bus, Donald. We'll get to finally live that tour bus life we've always dreamed about. I would love to have a tour with bus. With Joel and Dan on the bus? Well, they'd get to come inside from the bus. but No, yeah, I want be... them to, you know, how your band always travels in the bus? We'd be a four-person band. We'd oh, my gosh. We'd be a four-person band. I come with a couple of groupies, though. I got a couple no, of No, you're not rolling me. with your kids and your wife. I can't tour with my wife and kids after after all of this. No, you can, but they're in a separate bus. If you're going to start bringing family, Joel and Dan and I are going to be partying in the party bus. I like that. And you and your family can be in the family bus. I'm going to be on the party bus. <laughs> I want to shout out um, some exciting. Just to remind some of you, Donald mentioned this, but um, we have coming up Krista Miller. Mm. We have uh, Sarah Chalk coming back on the show. Mm. We have Scott Foley coming on the show. Yeah. We're hoping to get Neil Flynn. Uh, we're still uh, working his dates out with him. Yeah. We have a Shea Serrano, who is an amazing writer, who wrote a his own uh, self-published book about Scrubs, and uh, he's an amazing bestseller. And uh, he's the first. He will be the first official Scrubs mega fan uh, to be on the show because uh, he's. Well, he's, we have mega fans call in, so. No, he I'm saying be, as a guest, as a guest. No doubt, no doubt. And then uh, we're going to get Brendan Fraser uh, on uh, on uh, episode 123, My Hero. And then we're going to close out season one with Bill Lawrence and Krista Miller on at the same time. Hopefully they'll bicker and it will be hilarious. I just, I, I hope they argue. I'm not going to argue. I, you know, they always go on Howard Stern together and they bicker and, and tell dirty stories from their marriage and it'll be great. Bill and Krista have dirty stories? Oh, yeah. I think there was a story where they had sex in a bathroom at someone else's wedding. Oh, my God. Bill and Krista are freaks like that? Yeah, and I hope they're not just sharing that naughty stuff for Howard Stern. I hope they're going to—they better not come on here and be too PG. You know, people go on Howard, myself included, and you want to be like, oh, I'm going to tell my most outrageous tales. Well, I hope they come on and talk about banging in a bathroom at someone's wedding. I can't get over that. Oh, my gosh. Also, uh, Howard And for those Stern. who are tugging, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you should be done tugging by now, please. The show has started. You were supposed to be done by 5678. <laughs> do you want to get into the show or do you want to talk some more? I just kind of I'm having so much fun talking to you, but we can we can start the show. It's a, it's an odd show. I'm not going to say it's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. I know that's crazy talk, but it's not it's not one of the best. Okay. There's a couple of cool things in it. Mhm. The show begins with an epic wonder. This is the wonder that we talked about uh, a couple of times on the podcast. Now, just to reiterate, for those of you who, who are like, what the fuck's a wonder? Uh, I know some of you know the, the film jargon. But for those of you who don't, a wonder is where the camera never cuts. That is to say, there are no edits. The whole thing is filmed. And the, the camera is mounted to Charles Pappert. All yes. balls and no shaft. And, all balls uh, and no shaft. Charles Pappert. All, all balls, balls and no shaft. shaft. And Charles Pepper at All Balls in the Shaft slid into my DMs, by the way, and said that he should uh, come on the podcast. I'd love to. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. I think we should have him on. As soon as we He can wanted get to him. come on for, well, we're kind of full, as I just told the audience. We got a full plate, but maybe yeah, for but season we, two. We, yeah, absolutely, man. He should totally be on 
the show. He, it would have been smart for us to have him on this episode because there's this epic steady cam oneer that opens the whole show. But um, and he did. First he did. of all, Charles Pappert isn't a very big man, and he's one of, in my opinion, uh, he's a great steady cam operator. He's a great camera operator, but he's a great steady cam operator also. Yes. And I remember this being very taxing on his body. One because I missed the jump shot so many times. Bill, here's an opportunity for you to clown me. Oh, you're right. How many times? Here. That's here we go. How okay. many times did I miss that jump shot? Look, I don't want to um, exaggerate it at all, but I would have to say that Donald missed that shot, that jump shot at the beginning of that um, long one or take. I want to say he missed it at least 70 times in a row. <laughs> but to uh, um, Donald could play ball. He actually played my basketball game a bunch, but I do want it now committed to public record. Donald's older brother, Dade, is much, much, much better at basketball than Donald is, and Donald has to live with that. I mean, his older brother can ball. The guy's a rock star on the court. So Joel is going to put it on our show notes, and you can click the link to the video, and I believe it's a, it's a behind-the-scenes of doing this epic wonder, and you can see how many times Donald misses the jump shot. Anyway, so we do the, we finally hit it, and there were a couple of times where Charles uh, didn't do something right, and we had to go back to the beginning again. Uh, but anyway, while watching this episode and watching this infamous oneer, yes, as we get closer to the end, if you notice, our energy just keeps picking up. And yeah. gets, if we start getting more and more excited, yeah. If you look at really the the person to watch is Sarah. Cause Sarah is going nuts inside. Like you yeah. can see her. Like, yeah. we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. You know, as what you I mean? can see, you're right. As you can see, when you watch the shot, there's so many moving pieces. There's a lot of background. There's there's us. There's Donald hitting the jump shot. Then we get on. Then we go in the hospital. We get on a working elevator. We actually got in the elevator. Do you recall the person that was working the elevator for us? I wrote it down. Norm. Norm, that's right. Yeah, Norm was a, a sort of an all-around utility guy on the scrub set. He would work the air conditioning tubes, move them around, and he would and he dressed up because we needed someone to be to actually operate the elevator. So we get in the elevator with Kelso, then we come out, we strut down the hallway, we go into the ICU. The camera whip pans to Johnny C, still without having cut. It comes back to us. And then we come around the corner, and we were joined by Carla, and then it whips around again, and we see all the new med students. So that took, I think we rehearsed probably a full half day, maybe? Yeah, it took a while to, it took a while just to set the shot up. I remember that. Yeah. And then to get, I remember we were supposed to get the shot done before lunch, and we did. And then, um, but like by the skin of our teeth, if I'm correct. I'm not, I'm not exactly mm -hmm. sure. But I know that there were so many... Other than me missing the jump shot, there were so many things that were involved that had to go right for it to work. And sometimes it didn't work. And mm. uh, and what Donald, I agree with you. What you're saying is so by the time we made it to the second floor and we were kind of, then the hard part was over. We like did Donald's jump shot and we did the, the, the choreography the of the elevator. And then we were strutting all the way. We, all three of us were like, oh shit, we're making it. We're going to make gonna it to the end it. on this one. <laughs> yeah. And you can see it. Sarah... Sarah is the most excited, you can tell. So when I go, give me some hungry chicken and you guys are eating, watch yeah. her. She's like, she, her, she uses both hands. It was originally supposed to be one hand. Yeah. She's using both hands oh. and she's pounding my hand. And that's why I said to you, 
you're not hungry enough. <laughs> uh, you were getting cocky too. You made it to the end. You started improving. You're like, yeah, not absolutely. Hungry enough. That was improv. Absolutely. <laughs> That's cute. Well, I got to tell you, that was uh, it was really cool. And um, I wanted to say that if you're looking for, there's a lot of famous oneers. You can you can you can Google it on online and find some in, in some of your favorite movies. But one of my favorites is in Goodfellas. If you remember that iconic Absolutely. shot that goes down into the restaurant when when he's bringing her on his, on the first date and through the kitchen and right. up into the restaurant and I and and they're just really fun. The filmmakers and actors love them because it's it's so challenging to pull it off well. And um, I think this was the biggest one we did in in all of Scrubs. Yeah, you, uh, one of my favorite movies is Swingers, and they talk about you know slow motion shots and oneers uh, and. Yeah, that I think I think Scorsese's Goodfellas oneer is yeah. probably one of the best oneers in the history of yeah. movie making. Yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, I think it introduced me as a young film student to how how cool they could be. Oh and, man, uh, there's an epic one in, in Orson Welles' film Touch of Evil that opens the film as well. Uh, you know, there's there's dozens of them, but um, yeah. so this oh, was our homage. The Nutty Professor has one, uh, and not the one with Eddie Murphy, the one with uh, Jerry Lewis. Oh, where really? he's before he walks into the club as Buddy Love, you know he's walking down the street and people are stopping and looking at him like, you know, and you're not expect you don't know what to expect when you see him. You're thinking that the Nutty Professor is, you know, it's a Jekyll and Hyde story, right. and his Mister Hyde is like this grotesque thing. And when he walks into the bar and finally you get to see what he looks like, the reaction from everybody it makes sense, but it's like, wait, hold up. Y'all were acting like this was the scariest dude on the planet. And really, it's just Buddy Love walking. Have you ever seen The Nutty Professor? No, I've never seen The Nutty Professor. Oh, my God. Listen, let me tell you right now. Jerry Lewis in that movie, I know he said some questionable things on television and stuff like that. But you want to talk about uh, switching it up. When he Mm -hmm. plays the nerd and then he plays Buddy Love. I got to watch it. He says some of the monologues in that movie are amazing. Like, he says some of the most amazing, like, he is a true pimp in all sense of the word in <laughs> all this respect. movie, dude. All respect. All respect to, to, uh, to Buddy him Love? What's his name? Buddy Love? Buddy Love. If you Not to mention, the by the yeah, I'm going to check it out. Not to mention, the fam- now there's been some famous uh, Warner movies, including Birdman. And uh, what was the one that just came out that everybody loved so much? 1917. Oh, but that's CG too, though, isn't it? That no, they they, hit, they they well they, they didn't do a one or movie. They 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 hit a a bunch of cuts, but it's but they're still doing like eight minute scenes with 500 extras and incredible right. stuff. Things exploding. If you are if you are a film uh, geek like I am, go go watch a behind the scenes of 1917, and you'll see just some extraordinary filmmaking. Anyway, I so we that, I just wrote that down, dude. 1917, need to watch. Yeah, go watch behind. You've never seen the film? I have yet to see the film. Oh, the film's beautiful, but more But I was told I needed to watch it. I was told I needed to see it in a theater because of the scope. Uh yeah, but now you can't. But I I saw a screener because we got it f- for award season and I love I thought it was so beautiful. I went to the theater. I said I got to see this. And I went and saw it at the at the Dome, you know, here in Hollywood yeah, we have a, a big dome theater and and it was just gorgeous. And uh, and an amazing acting uh um by everybody involved and it's beautiful great directing anyway. too i heard yes yes sir um at 132 we start strutting i mean we are strutting yeah that's like a time. george jefferson strut it's like yeah it's like the straight up 
Well, we're moving on up. Yep. Shrut. We were very serious. Look, I'm trying to tell you, man, we were so excited. We, we were, were excited. so excited and then, to get um, to Hungry Chicken. On Scrubs Wiki, it was pointed out that at 152, you can see my mic cable. Um, now, 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 nowadays, we would just, you know, visual effects are so much easier. You would just paint something like that out. They just go in like, like you know, like Photoshop, but moving video and just paint a little mic cable out. But... Um, Back in the day, we certainly weren't going to scrap uh, uh, finally making it through because you saw a little mic cable on. But no, you'll see, no, no. I I gently lift up my shirt a little bit, and you can see uh, where the hidden mic cable is on me. So there you go, the little Scrubs Wiki guy coming through. Is this the first appearance of the hungry chicken at two fifteen? I think this is the only appearance of the hungry chicken. No, no. Yeah, when did we do it again? I feel like hungry chicken. As, uh, has been in other episodes. Hey, okay. Joel, have we set it up with our Scrubs Wiki guy to answer questions? Did we ask him if he might be down for that? Yes, he's very down to do anything for the show. Um, we're planning to have him on as our fan caller, not this week, but next week. And then, yeah, we can ask him questions. All right, well, let's audition so let's him now. Him, let's let's ask, audition let's him. him now. What's his yeah, name, by the way, now. Joel? I just call him Scrubs Wiki. Uh, What's his name? I would have to look it up. Okay, <laughs> we're going to look it up. Okay, so as of right now, he's Scrubs Wiki. Okay, Scrubs Wiki. Um, thank you for all your hard work. Is this the only time that the hungry chicken ever appears in nine seasons of Scrubs? And if not, when does it uh, appear uh, in, in other episodes? Yo, Trevor from Scrubs Wiki here. According to our records, the episode My Student is the only appearance of hungry chicken. Donald, at 314, you say something like, what, what is this thing we're doing, baby girl? So do you, okay, so. We, I know we had I, a lot of songs, but but this has no explanation in the I do, but I okay. don't by vaguely. But before you go into the song, what there's no context for it in the episode at all. No, there isn't. But this was you and I arguing about R and B music, right? And you were like, dude, all it is is dudes and girl a uh, dude saying, baby, girl, <laughs> sugar darling, baby. <laughs> Baby girl, my loving girl, maybe mm, girl, right? Yeah. And so we, I, when you said that, I remember laughing so hard because pretty much every song that's R&B, keep it 100, y'all. Baby, yeah, they're gonna hear, girl. You're going to hear the word baby, definitely. You're definitely hearing baby. <laughs> you're most, if it's a male artist, you're most likely hearing girl. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Donald, at the time you were listening to a lot of those kind of songs, and I, I just, still do. I, I still remember. do Trey songs. I still listen to all of that stuff. I love right. them to death. Listen, we had some great uh, guest casts. We had DJ Qualls. Remember him from uh, well, the most famously Road Trip. Yes, he was from Road Trip. Yes, that was uh, at the time that was the most uh, famous thing he had done. One of my best friends on the planet, Brecken Meyer, in that yeah. movie as well. I remember DJ Qualls told me a story when we were shooting this episode that. He had made a bunch of money, and he was working a lot, and he walked, and he doesn't do credit cards at all, wanted to just pay cash, didn't, didn't mess with credit cards, and he walked into a BMW dealership to buy a fancy car, and he couldn't, you know, a lanky young kid like him, he couldn't get anyone's attention. They just totally ignored him, and he was really, it was like totally the pretty woman moment where he was like, you know, what the you hell? You work on commission? Yeah. And he walked across the street to the Mercedes dealership where someone finally gave him attention and he bought a Mercedes with cash. <laughs> wow. Wow. He had it like that. He got it like that? 
Yeah, he had the money like that, and he was like, and, and he, he just remembered, he was telling me the story of his pretty woman moment where, like, the sale, no salesman was even talking to him, and he was like, fuck these people, and he walked across the street and bought him bought from the competitive dealership in cash. Um, Adrian Wenner played uh, Sarah's med student. He's a Northwestern grad, so we know that he's a good actor, and I thought <laughs> he did a great job. He did such a great job. I remember, I looked at this, I didn't remember, you know, it's me, so I didn't remember the episode. But I thought our guest stars were so yes. good in this episode. In particular, I have to say Kelly Williams, who played Johnny C's love interest and, and was a part of your story. Absolutely. Uh, she was great. Uh, she, what show was she on at the time, Joel? Do you know? I was looking up. Um, she's been on all sorts of stuff since because I was kind of curious what she's been up to. And I was IMDBing her. But she's been working nonstop. Well, yeah, but, she was, but she was on a show, I think, at the time, and we, it was a I don't great know. pull. You might be confusing her with a different guest star. But okay. in any event, she was very good, and she and Johnny were, were good together. Can we talk about Turk as a wingman? Yeah. Turk is the best wingman ever. Yeah. He did oh, a good it's job. official. You were, it's you were, official. You really didn't want to do it until he was like, you idiot. Um, I'm obsessed with your girlfriend. Help set me up with someone else. Right. Well, I, right. That was the thing. He, I think Turk really enjoyed the fact that uh, Dr. Cox, that Perry Cox was in love with Carla and couldn't have Carla. You know what I mean? I think he loved the fact that I have something on you that you will never get. And then when he threatens him and says, you know, I'll be sitting here waiting, Turk knows I'm going to fuck up eventually. And when I yeah. fuck up... This dude's gonna pounce. So you don't want this guy in the wings, right? He, you know he, when you're dating. You know when you're dating uh, someone, and uh, and this is more back in the day. It's not really like a. a oh, dude, I got I got a great story for that dude. No, but the dude, the friend who's in the wings, like always, just sitting there, just waiting for you to fuck up. My dude, my friend, my friend, my friend. I I dated someone, and when we broke up, I remember her calling me like, "Dude, you'd be surprised at all of these." Guys that, you know, were so tight with us as a group, like, you'd hang out with them. You, she's like, you'd be surprised of who's hitting me up. Yep. I'd be like, I don't want to know, man. It's, it's you know, we're no longer together, do you? But holy shit. Yeah, but you it's, still got mad about it. That's so sketchy. The dude's in the wings like, oh, y'all broke up? Can I right. Get number? It's like uh, Better Off Dead. I heard you broke up with Beth. Yeah. Mind if I give her a call? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great movie, too. That shit is great. When Barney, he's watching the Flintstones, and Barney's like, hey, <laughs> Lloyd, I hope you. Bro I heard you broke up with Beth. Can I ask her out? Yeah. <laughs> that that movie's amazing. Better yeah. Off Dead. Check it out. Better Off Dead. John Cusack. What about at 5'11", when, uh, when, when Kelly's character says to Todd that he has a lap pinky? I've never heard the term lap pinky before. What is a lap pinky? A tiny penis. Oh, right, when she calls him that, right? <laughs> All the machismo. She uses the word machismo. You said you hadn't heard that word before. She uses it in the show. I've heard machismo. I said it in something, and you were like, what? The wow, Donald with the machismo. Kelly was on the practice. You were right about that. Thank you, Joelle. I told you. Yeah. She's a very good actress, and mm -hmm. I thought she did a great job. Lap pinky. I think we got to put that into our, our lexicon, because that's a nice term for having a small penis. A lap pinky? Yeah. I just don't, I don't, I don't get it, but I it's get it. It's a pinky in, in your, your lap. lap. <laughs> now you get it. I totally get it now. Oh, it took you a second. It took me a second. I was off a little bit. 
It's, yeah. Maybe it's the scotch. Anyway, lap pinky. Yeah. Don't come around here without lap pinky. I I I I don't got. We know you. We know. We know you have a lap baby forearm. On that note, <laughs> we're gonna go to break. We'll be right back. Can I rant for a second? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some random hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized that people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. That's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Shh. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know that feeling when you just have something you need to get off your chest? It's like a rain cloud following you around in your life. People all carry around different stressors, big and small. Everyone has stress, but we all handle it differently. When you keep your emotions bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. We talk all the time about how much therapy has benefited us. Therapy isn't just for those who have experienced a major life trauma. Therapy can help everyone with daily challenges with friends, family, and other relationships. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you should start with BetterHelp. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RealFriends today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash real friends. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacoba's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacobas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store... Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. 
We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All we do is talk about wieners on this show. Dude. I know. I know. I'm getting a lot of notes from my girlfriend's oh, mom about, about our willies. Oh, man. She calls it the eel cast. The eel cast. <laughs> Um, All right, dude, you turned into the fucking Hulk, yo. You turned yeah. into the Hulk. You know, I was so happy that Joelle wrote in her notes, um, was that really you, Zach, when you turned into the Hulk? Joelle, that is a giant stuntman with a lot of, with much bigger muscles than I could ever grow. I just love the fact that this is before, like, all of the, um, like, Avenger Marvel. movies yeah. have come out and all, everything, like, all the Marvel stuff. And you turned into the Hulk, like, back in the... Old, old school. Day. Yeah, like the cheesy, incredible Don't call it cheesy. Hulk. That show is amazing. Come on, buddy. You didn't watch that show when you were a kid? Everybody watched the Hulk, but come on, buddy. It, like, when you look at the Hulk now compared of to course, the Hulk. Of course, but you're not putting it in the show. context, dude. When we were kids, A-Team, we were, Hulk. Yeah, all of those shows, man. No, uh, Six Million Dollar Man. Remember that shit? Yeah, but when you look at, at least the motherfucker jumped over shit in the Six Million Dollar Man and could see. Remember that fun. noise? Dan, can you that put in that, that noise of when the Six Million Dollar Man would jump? <laughs> I love that show. I did too. The Six Million Dollar Man, we can rebuild him. We can fix him. We can By the way, now, nowadays it would be like the One Billion Dollar Man. We have the technology. We can it rebuild would have, him. Right. Oh, man. It would have he to only cost Six million, million Dollars to fucking become, become a robot man. To become a freaking cyborg, pretty How much. come no one's remade that? We should remake the $6 million, the $6 million man, but as, as, as a two comedy. friends. As oh, two my friends. God. That would be hilarious. Let's do it. The bionic man and the bionic woman. No, we oh, both, my gosh. No, we both get special powers. No, no, no. One of us gets special powers. The other one is the freaking dude on the computer. At the, oh, but I know which one of us is going to want to be the dude in the computer. I guess you'd I have short. You won't mind because you go home to your kids. You'll have, you'll work like an hour a day. Like an hour a you'll day. Be, you'll be in what the set. What do I got to do? You'll right. be on what the do I you'll be do? A, You'll care to be on the set at the computer being like, I'm enhancing the picture. I'm right. moving in. Yeah, he's got a bomb in his left pocket. And right. then you just go home. One day work. One yeah. day of work. <laughs> and then I'm out there fucking 16 hours a day doing fucking leaps over buildings. <laughs> Love it. I think this is a great idea. I think this is a show we should make. All right. Well, if you're a producer out there in Hollywood and you want to make a $6 million <laughs> man TV show with Donald and I, we're ready. No, not a TV show. A movie. The movie. No, I think it should be streaming on Netflix. Oh, my gosh. And it should just be like super silly. Like like my the powers they gave me only work sometimes. <laughs> Do you remember The Greatest American Hero? My, my powers are faulty? Yeah, I heard they were remaking that, of course. I, I don't know what happened with it, but I heard they were Greatest theme song too. ever. Believe it, Believe it or, not, or not, I'm walking on air. I never thought I could feel so free. Flying away on a wind and a prayer. Who could it be? Believe it or not, it's just... Now, you're trying to say you don't... You're trying to say that show doesn't hold up anymore? That was magic. It really does not hold up anymore. If you watch oh. that show, you'll be like, oh, my gosh. What about A-Team? 
I mean, no anything- one ever got shot. They're all firing AK 47s at each other, and no one ever gets hurt. <laughs> That's one thing we could say about our show. At least people died on our show, man. <laughs> When they would do the, and then they do the sequence where they build shit, and I would be like, oh, what are they building? Remember B.A. Baracus. Oh, it wasn't Baracus? Remember he couldn't fly, they'd have to dose him. Yeah. Hannibal, I ain't getting on no plane. <laughs> they, they, you know what's so funny about that? It's so fucked up. They would like they would drug his ass so so that he could fly. Yeah, and he fell for it every time. Every time. They'd be like, here, sip this, Mr. T. Right. <laughs> what is in this strange concoction? What did you put in my banana? Right. I'm gonna eat a banana right now. <laughs> I hate you, Hannibal. <laughs> Damn you, Hannibal! You put Hannibal. the you put that secret flying juice on my banana. <laughs> <laughs> but you turned into the Incredible Hulk, dude. Oh man, I'm sad to sit. You know, Marvel. You're all those Marvel movies you love. They fucked up our childhood classics. Like now, everyone looks at the Hulk TV show and they say that sucks. I thought it was a masterpiece. Okay, you should go back and watch it. I know. I probably should try. Aloma. Aloma. Very funny. So you turn into the Hulk, and then yeah. Aloma, you're like, you say to her, you say to her something like, he was horrible. I, 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 you know, I'm sorry. And she goes, you don't got to apologize to me, but you will have to apologize to Jesus. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Whenever Aloma did her, her church-going woman uh, preachy stuff, she was so funny. Always. Always. <laughs> She's one of those people that just could sell the shit out of any line. That was hilarious. You if will you have to this- apologize to Jesus. If you watch this episode, every one of her lines is a punchline. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, every and they're all. One, she's always and they're always drive by. She's always walking by. Every one of them, yeah. And she crushes it every time. And what about we you pulling out your? Show. We need to get her on the show. Oh, we should. We're a little bit full up with guests, but season two, Aloma Wright. Okay, here we go. Joelle, put it in the notes, please. Um, you pull out your booty at twelve forty-eight. I do, and it's to show what? What know, is it to show? It's to show you what they love. You know what I'm no, saying? You know, so what you're saying, and what Turk and you are both saying is, when all else fails, you just do the slow sag down and the woman see your juicy shelf butt. Yes. And they're sold. They're sold. I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. Women aren't the only ones that can have a nice booty. Okay. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. That's for real, for real. So are you feeling s- yourself when it comes to booty? Like when you're in the mirror and you check yourself out, you're like, look at my ass. No, it's a different ass now. It's got a lot of, it's got a lot of wrinkles and cellulite oh, on it now. Is it like, saggy? It's not like, it's, Maybe it you should do some sa- squats. You got to squat, do some squats. I, I squat a lot. It doesn't look like it did when I was 26 when we made this show. Let's you could do lunges. Way. You could do lunges. I do all of that, Zach. Those, There's no listen, reason why a 46-year-old man can't have a tight ass. I'm going to explain something to you <laughs> right now. Don't blame it on your age. Joelle's falling off her chair. I'm that, gonna, is, that is not an excuse for you, man. You can do lunges. I'm going to explain something to you right now. Go ahead. With age comes sag, and you can work out as much as you want. Look at I'm, Johnny C the other day on, on Zoom. You don't think Johnny C got a little bit of sag in him? No. I bet you he's tight as Fucking hell. You can As mutton. A, it looks like mutton. <laughs> you can bounce a quarter off his abs. Uh, yeah, mutton. I think that was it's my joke. It's firm like mutton. That was I your, that was that your was joke. Me. Yeah, that was me. 
I don't even know if mutton's firm. It just sounded funny. I think mutton is like supposed to be like very tender. What is mutton? It's lamb? Yeah, it's lamb. I think it's supposed to be very, very tender when it's you eat tendu. it. It's <laughs> tender. But you go, it's firm like mutton. It just sounded funny. <laughs> I think I stole it from um, Princess Bride. It's when the mutton is lean. You remember that? <laughs> Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. Yeah. Billy Crystal. Doesn't except he say for, something except like... For, except for like a mutton, lettuce, and tomato sandwich. When, when the mutton is lean. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember meeting Billy Crystal? Uh, Yeah, where? In, in we Hawaii? We were on a plane. Oh, where? And we were traveling. It was me, you, Case. I don't know where we were going, but we were on a plane, and we sat with Billy Crystal the whole trip. And then we saw him at the hotel, too. Did we bother him? Oh, I think it was no. Hawaii. It was Hawaii, no? It had to be Hawaii. And we were all, he was just as much into us as we were into him. He yeah. was very much into you, and you well, were very I, much into him. Yeah, he was very complimentary of, of me, and that made me feel good because I love him, and I grew up on him like we all did. And, uh, yeah, Mutton from Princess Bride. Mutton from Princess Bride. Billy when Crystal. the mutton is, have fun, have fun storming have the fun castle. storming the castle, yeah. You think it'll work? It would take a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Right, he said to Blade, which, which we all know is <laughs> true love. Liar! Great movie. Speaking of crushes, um, Robin Wright in that movie was just about the most beautiful woman I'd ever seen. Yes, I love that movie. That's yeah, one of my favorites. I used to watch that movie all the time. I remember introducing it to my friends in the neighborhood who didn't see the movie and being like, mm -hmm. you guys haven't seen The Princess Bride? I remember having a movie night at my house just so my friends who had never been introduced to The Princess Bride could watch The Princess Bride. And we watched it on uh, VHS, obviously, in my room. And I remember getting just such joy out of watching my friends laugh so hard That's at cool. something that was like, that it, was, it wasn't something that they would have gone to see normally. You know? Right. Did you think you did that more often because you were dialed into all the theater world? Were you? Uh, were there other times where you were introducing your friend group to movies they might not have seen? Yeah, that happened a lot, actually. You know, uh, some of the movies. You know, I grew up with a bunch of people who loved movies, though, too. So some of the movies that I was introduced to, you know, uh, at a young age, uh, like a lot of the horror movies and stuff. Like I had a lot of friends who loved horror movies growing up, and I have an appreciation for them. I don't watch them. But things like A Nightmare on Elm Street, I would have never seen if it wasn't for Jessica McCardo. You know what I mean? Like, and you know Jessica, you've met her a couple of times. If it wasn't for her, a lot of the horror movies that I that I watch now, well, I don't watch them, but that I watched as a youth, I would have never seen them, and I would have never known about that genre like the way I know it now. Mm -hmm. And uh, my, I was thinking just randomly, my father back when before the. I was introduced to the world of independent cinema. I didn't know that there were movies that didn't come to every theater. Mm. And a movie came out called The Gods Must Be Crazy. Mm. Remember that? Masterpiece. And this did not come to, um, you know, South Orange, New Jersey. And my father said, we're going to go into New York to see a movie. And I was like, why are we going to New York to see a movie? And he said, well, not all movies come to our town. And there's a movie that everyone's talking about. We're going to go see. So he took me a little independent cinema in Manhattan and we saw that movie, which I believe was a South African movie. Where and, the Coke uh, bottle fall from, falls from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was one of the funniest, most brilliant movies I'd ever seen. And, uh, and it was a, it's still a really good memory of, of my father introducing me to, to, to an early version of independent cinema. Did you ever see A Brother from Another Planet? 
The brother no. from another planet. Oh no! If you ever get a chance, go see that one. That's we're giving we're giving our, our our listeners quite a good list of movies this this uh, this podcast. There's some good ones out there, guys. Listen, if you get a chance, go see uh, Brother from Another Planet. It stars Joe Morton. Okay, and he literally is a brother from another planet. The brother from another planet. <laughs> and and one, I remember one scene when I was a kid. So before Harlem was gentrified, which it, it's very much now. You know, every, all the white people used to get off at 96th Street if you were on the train, right? No matter what line you were on, if there was a 96th Street stop, all the white people would get off because after that you were in Harlem, right? So there's this dude they were on like, the train. Time to get off. Right. So there's this dude on the train doing like tricks or something like that, doing magic. And the brother from another planet, he doesn't speak that much, you know, he doesn't speak English or anything like that. You know, when people ask him where he came from, he just points to the sky. And so the dude's trying to do all these tricks and the brother's just not feeling it and then finally he goes you know you hear the conductor say next stop 96th street and the white guy says to the brother he goes you want to see me make all the white people disappear and everyone gets off at 90s all the white people get off at 96th street and i remember as a kid i used to i remember getting on the train and getting i was very young when the movie came out and at 96th street if you were going downtown all the white people got on at 96th Street. <laughs> if you were going uptown, all the white people got off at 96th Street. I remember this very much as a youth, man. Wow. So crazy. That's Great funny. Joke. I gotta, Great I joke. Gotta, I got to see it. I, you, you just sold it to me, Donald. I'm watching it. If you get a chance, Joe Morton, brother from another planet. I was laughing at 1350 in the fantasy where I'm teaching DJ Qualls to ride a bike because <laughs> I was laughing going, I'm spoofing me at the age I am now. Right. Right? Yes. That character I'm playing is probably like a 45-year-old dad. Like, you got this. Right. B pushing his kid along. It's yeah. also It also goes back to now you're Dr. Cox. And right. it goes to the grainy shot of you teaching the kid how to ride a bike where he's teaching you how to throw a baseball. Yeah. Didn't we do that one, you know what I mean, early yeah. on? So it's it's full circle we do yeah you know. i'm trying to be cox I, I i summon my inner dr cox in this episode so much so that we mirror the the pilot where i where he fought dj's character finally has a a moment of success and i go i cheer him on and then he leaves and then and then judy says go ahead and i put my arms up in celebration just like the pilot right and then you're like can you fix that for me while i'm gone yeah that's funny <laughs> i gave him a pep talk and then he still fucked it up <laughs> And he never comes back. That's what's crazy. He never came back after this episode. Well, none of them do. Other than no. um, other than um, the love interest, than Kelly, the love interest, uh, n none of these characters came back. Yeah, I think DJ Qualls at the at the time, you know, his career was on fire, and he was just kind of coming by to do a a quick guest star role. Yeah. Uh, um. Then you convince Johnny C to show his ass. Right. And um. John C has a nice ass, I'm not going to lie, but it just didn't fit the character. You know so you I mean? like Johnny C's ass, though? It's not that I like Johnny C's ass. It's just that, you know, when you work out that much. Right. I mean, you could bounce a, you could, that, John C used to say that shit. You could bounce a quarter off his ass. You know, that, you know that Johnny C's not the kind of guy who skips leg and ass day. Hell no, you know he no. doesn't. That's you the guy know who for squats. a fact he does. Right. He got this. Look, man, when I started getting serious about working out, I remember getting a text or call from Johnny C. I was doing the Santa Monica stairs and I guess he drove by cause, uh, Santa Monica and, uh, Malibu, Malibu are very close to each other. And Next I remember getting the call, Donald, 
have you taken your workout to the next level? Did I just drive by the Santa Monica stairs and see you going up the Santa Monica stairs? I'm very proud of you, Donald. I'm very, very proud of you. You got to work the legs. You got to work the legs. (laughs) Well, Johnny C told me that he listens to our podcast as he's working out Tuesday and Thursday morning. So, Johnny, if you're listening to this, don't skip those squats, buddy. Keep you that, know he keep, doesn't. You keep know that he... ass. Keep that ass firm, Johnny. Do a couple more reps. You could bounce a quarter off of it. Yeah. Can you still bounce a quarter, Johnny, or is it now just a penny? <laughs> Solely a penny will bounce. <laughs> um. Also, we... clueless. When I saw the pants drop, I thought clueless right away. Now, what is it with the pants load thing? Okay, so this yeah, is where ahead. it's a cultural thing. So, yeah. uh, in prison. Yes. They don't give you a belt. They don't give you shoelaces because they're afraid that people will hang themselves in their cells and stuff like that or use it as a weapon, right? Okay. Yeah. So you have a bunch of people in prison walking around with their pants sagging and their shoes not necessarily, you know, flipping, flip-flopping oh, off their feet. Okay. I never knew so that. So when we did Clueless, this had been become a fashion statement right. in the inner city. So like a lot of youth in the inner city were wearing their pants, sagging, just copying what they saw from the OGs. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right. And so this became this became a thing. And uh, Turk the, did it. Yeah, I think the fad's gone away, right? Or no? Do you still see people, still see people doing it? Well, I'm an adult now. I still see it. I'm an adult now. I'm a grown man now. So I prefer if you were to pick. I don't want to see your underwear. <laughs> yeah. But when I was a youth, I was like, oh shit, this. You know, this is. I did it all the time, so I, I didn't know. Mind it. I, from an adult point of view, though, it's a pretty ridiculous style. Absolutely, but you have to be an adult to be like, I don't uh, like that style. Of course, as but a if, kid, you're yeah. like, look at the, all the OGs did it. You know what I mean? Right. You, then there you know, was somebody the, can then even point the to me and be like, you did it. Of course, and I'm sure that I subscribe to some style that I would think is ridiculous now. Very low V-necks, dude. I've seen you with your pants sagging low too. So you not, can't... not like your character did in the show, dude. Well, no, not like that, but I've seen But I had some embarrassingly low V-necks. Did you really? Yeah, I, I went through a low V-neck phase. You like a V-neck? <laughs> did you? Well, now you can't, because there's certain things that I used to do. Oh, oh, cargo shorts, I guess, are done. My girlfriend said, no way, do you fucking, can I wear those cargo shorts? You know when I wear cargo shorts? When I go to play golf. That's it. I think most women, and Joelle, if you wouldn't mind speaking on behalf of all women in the world, are are, are, are pretty are pretty over cargo shorts. They're not uh, they're not attractive on anybody. <laughs> so yo, giant this is, saggy leg face. This is when you knew cargo shorts was a wrap. When Adam Sandler stopped wearing cargo shorts, you knew. Okay, I guess cargo shorts is over. <laughs> well, it's funny. It was for years. It was like I don't know uh, if the Grip and Electric guys are still wearing them, but that was the go-to uniform was cargo shorts. Right, even in and, freezing weather. Yeah, and I had a bunch of them, and I recently tried to pull out um, um, a bunch and uh, and showed Flo, and she said, "You have to take those off immediately." Yeah, I agree. So they're done, but I, I can't get. The, I can't throw them away. I feel. Do you have stuff in your closet you cannot wear anymore? But you're, well, obviously we're looking at your closet, but you cannot wear anymore. You're like, I, I can't wear those anymore. But you just can't throw them away. You have nostalgia for them. They might come back too. Yeah, you and I'll be know. I'll be fucking locked and loaded when cargo shorts come back. All right, do we need to take a break, Joel, or what? We're gonna take, take a break. break, and when we come back, we're gonna have a fan caller. Enjoy these beautiful words. 
Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch, subject to credit approval terms apply. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, 
start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. make that i'm not that's sarah, the noise man. we used to donald and i used to make this noise whenever uh sarah was like it was like late and we were all going stir crazy we'd go mm, and it would crack it would crack her up and no one could hear it like the director or the producer or randall no one could hear that we were doing it and she'd be like stop doing that and she'd be cracking up we'd just be like, like, what are you talking about and we'd be like sarah everyone's tired they want to go home stop fucking up and then she'd start her line and we'd go Oh, I miss that crazy girl. She's coming I miss on. Her too. She's I coming on wait. when? When? Joel? Friday, right? Oh, no, Friday's got... Krista. Oh yeah, next week we got uh, we got uh, Sarah Chalk, the legendary Canadian. All right, B.J. Mendelssohn. Okay, before we get into B.J. Mendelssohn, I'm just gonna say this out loud. A lot of people are getting pissed off at my Oprah shit. Why? Because some people are mad that I'm saying doing the Oprah stuff. No, fuck that. You're reading too many comments, dude. I know. I, I told you in the beginning of the show. You gotta, you gotta stop. stay away from. You're doing too deep a dive. Comments. You're doing stay too deep a dive. I engage with a little love. I engage a little, especially with the nice people, and then you just dismount. You're like you're like getting in your head. Oh, your Oprah voice is one of the reasons I come to work every day. Well, in that case, give it up for B.J. Mendelssohn. <laughs> hey, hey. How you Hi, doing, brother? Hi, B.J. Hey. How are you? I didn't know this was going to be like a, a video thing. So I'm like wearing my trashy shirt. I, you look great. I like the, well, don't worry. Things we're are gonna, good. We're going to apologize to our, our listeners that BJ doesn't have the ideal, the ideal setup because he has a, a microphone that's a little wacky, but we're going to fix it in post. Are we you have a gamer? Dan. I am. That's yeah. what that did. What that's do you play? Like. What do you play, BJ? Yeah. Cod. Uh, I'm embarrassed to say uh, Fortnite. <laughs> and I can tell you, it was, it was my nieces and nephew that, that got me into it because I was. Let me not, ask you a question: yeah. Do you default dance? I do. Okay. Well, do, you, do, you, do you use Donald's dance? That's the default dance. Buddy. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Now, I mean, now, now, why are you embarrassed, BJ? I don't really know much about gaming these days. Is, is Fortnite just meant for children? No. <laughs> then why is he embarrassed about it? Because I've made a big stink about how much I do not like Fortnite because they stole my dance. But I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm very, very, okay, very, that's... I'm very, very happy that they stole my dance. I think, you were, I think you were misquoted when you caused a little controversy. You were, sort of jo- you were sort of joking. And then there were people who were like, if they take off that dance because of you, fuck you. Dude, they were, I, I've never had more 12-year-old boys <laughs> mad at me in my life, yeah. dude. Well, like you threatened 12, to take away their dance. <laughs> I didn't threaten. All I did was said. All I did was say, you know, they jacked it, and then out of nowhere, like it was a bunch of kids, like "fuck you, you has been." It's because nobody watches your shit anymore. You suck anyway. It's because oh look, you what you didn't get any money making scrubs. You didn't get wow. any money making. Wow, they scrubs. got you. They got all riled up because you made a joke about the Fortnite dance. And I'm fine with that. You know what I mean? And and I'm fine with it being the default dance. What are the other dances that BJ could use? Well, there's the Backpack Kids one where it's like... Oh, uh, yeah, Backpack Kid. And then I need to pay more money for that? I don't know. I don't know if that's something you unlock or not. I'm still new to it. I am still okay. like oh, brand new okay. to this thing. 
Okay. As long as you do the Turk dance, it's all good. Yeah, now, I do. Uh, How can I not? Now, do you <laughs> find yourself, um, BJ, talk, do you t in Fortnite, do you talk to other people? No, I try not to. Uh, okay. that, that was my big thing was I'm, I'm kind of just, you know, I'm an author, so uh, I don't socialize well with others. So yeah. uh, playing like these online games where people are talking shit to you is like a new experience for me, especially when you're 37 and have never played these things in your life. So do you, right. do you choose to not engage with angry 12-year-olds? <laughs> I try not to. Okay, yeah. it's probably good. It's probably good. I think oh, I would I get, get upset. I think personally, if I did it, I'd right. get, if, if somebody was like, fuck your mother. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just trying to fucking save the world here. Everybody calm it's down. Right. It's exactly. the worst thing in the world to hear a kid yelling at, you're trash. PVP me. PVP me. PVP me. What does that mean, PVP me? Like, play me like versus just you oh. and me one on one. Okay. Player versus player. BJ, do you play any other games besides Fortnite or is this your? Right now, it's Final Fantasy VII. Ooh, uh, I, oh, you're, I a, you're a role player. Hold on. Did you, did you play Dungeons and Dragons growing up? I, no, I was a Magic the Gathering kid. Same shit. Oh. Same shit. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's, it's true. Donald, it's card. Donald, was, you, that's cards, though, yeah. right? Yeah, that, right. that was the big difference. Donald uh, got just, very addicted to uh, the Star Wars role-playing game, Don. What was that one you played? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, when I was a, it was the Star Wars game. I don't remember what it was called, but there were a bunch of different ones. I even DM'd it. Oh my God. Bit. Jedi nice. Fallen Order, Donald? Is that no, 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 no. Jedi Fallen Order is a video game. We used to play yep. it like it was Dungeons and Dragons. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. Okay. But I, well, I'm talking about in our adulthood during the time of Scrubs, you were playing a Star oh, Wars. Oh, Star Wars Galaxies. Yeah. Star Wars Galaxies. When that came out, I remember that game. I wish they didn't cancel it because look, it started off just as a role playing game that you would play on different planets. And then they introduced uh, being able to fly in ships, right? And I remember at one point, I got to talk to one of the head developers of the game. And I was like, you should make it so that you could jump in ships on the ground and fly in atmosphere, and then from atmosphere, take it to space. And then the game freaking failed eventually. But... How could a Star Wars game fail? It just doesn't seem like it's possible. It just, you know, you change it enough times and then people lose interest. You know, uh, what happens is, is that it starts off and it's pure and then you start adding things. And once you start adding things, you know, uh, people lose interest after a while, you know. Uh, perfect example, uh, George Lucas with the uh, original series, with the original trilogy, it was, you know, it was shot a certain way and he wasn't happy with it. So he started adding things. And the more he added, it seemed like the more fans were like, I don't like that. I don't like that. You don't need to add. Now, for me, I like the adding. I like that he added things because it made it cleaner and it made it faster. And it made it, you know, uh, if you watch the original A New Hope, it's not as, uh, the special effects in it aren't as, uh, glorious as they are now when you watch it on Disney Plus. That being said, there are a lot of people that don't like, that do not like uh, him going and retouching. Mm. I, I, for one, do like the retouch. I see. I, I, okay. think, I think there are certain movies that still need, like, people got mad when they retouched E.T., you know what I mean? I, for one, wasn't that mad at it, I'm going to be honest okay. with you. All right. Well, we should probably ask BJ some of his thoughts. Yeah, no, this is a rarity. I usually everyone I encounter hates 
the touch-ups to the original right. trilogy. I don't mind them at all. The, the only one that I freak out about is the one everyone freaks out about with Greedo shooting first. Right, that's bullshit. Come on, yeah. man. Right, like that's the old, the rest of it, I really, and I remember getting in line at the theater when they re-released it, because for me, I wasn't old enough for the original Star Wars. So well, when you, they, you're, you're pretty close to it, though, right? You're, you said you're 37. I just, he, yeah, I just turned 37. He's, so, he's nine years younger than us or so. Yeah, so my like my first Star Wars is The Phantom Menace, which is, okay. I'm, I'm ashamed to say that out loud. Dude, uh, you shouldn't be because The Phantom Menace has new energy behind it, thanks to Dave Filoni. But okay. True. True, and plus it had the great pod racing N64 game. Right. <laughs> which, was, which was amazing. Uh, but I, I liked all the touch-ups that they added because to me it was like, all right, it looks like everything else because when I remember watching it on VHS, I kind of fell asleep. Right. Because it didn't look, you know, when I was little, it didn't look as crisp as some of the other things that I was used to seeing at that age. Right. Where do you live, BJ? I'm up in Monroe, New York, uh, which is, if anyone knows where Woodbury Commons is, it's a large tourist trap. Okay. It's and you said you're a writer. Else. Are you are you a novelist? Yeah. So I'm the author of, of a book called Social Media is Bullshit. Ah. Uh, I wrote it in 2012, so I was a little ahead of its time. Uh, I'm happy to give it away for free. If anyone wants a free copy, all they have to do is just hit me up on Twitter. It's like I said, it's an older book. Iro- ironically, they're going to have to hit you up on social media. Right. So that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing that I got a lot when it came out. Was it was like, oh hey, well you know you've got this big presence on Twitter, but you wrote Social Media is Bullshit. And when I said people was it not the tools it's how you use it yeah and that's the part that where you get run into all this bullshit yeah mm. bj i feel like you'd be a guest that we could just talk to for hours about yeah as long as you guys like, don't go down the star wars route every fucking five minutes because like, i i see <laughs> i see joelle like nodding again like she's like she, as though she's yelling preach when you guys start to talk <laughs> you guys start yeah she's got her hand up in the air like you preach <laughs> i gotta tell you uh i gotta tell you for the it's it's scrubs Yes, yes, please, um, BJ. Scrub I have away. never felt so old. And now, you know, knowing that you guys are older than I am, I can only imagine how you could feel. Uh, I was pitching this TV show, and I can't, you know, can't say too much about it. But what I can say is that. Is it about the $6 million man? Because we just pitched it live on oh, this show. So don't steal that. All right, go ahead. No, it totally should be. It, it totally should be that is due for a remake. Uh, although with inflation, I think you might have to adjust it slightly. Yeah, we said oh, yeah. that. Uh, we, said million thing. we said you wouldn't get very far with rebuilding him for $6 million. <laughs> Maybe right. his feet. Yeah, you would get the feet, maybe like the kneecaps, you would just fall over a lot. Uh, so, but this kid, the kid, the, the kid that would star in the show is only like 2021. 20, and so, as I was going through it with him and explaining like the, the look and the feel, I was like, you know, it's, it's a lot like Scrub season one and Scrub season eight, where uh, it's a little goofy, but it's also got like a little bit of darkness to it. And I, I he was humoring me. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember Scrubs. And then, uh, he like got off the phone, and the producer calls me right back, and he's like, he has no idea what the fuck Scrubs is. <laughs> How dare like, he? When, like, when Scrubs was on, he was maybe two. Oh, uh, wow. oh and my for God. me, like... Is this kid a successful actor? He is a successful TikTok star. Oh, well... Yeah, then, yeah right. Know, like, yeah. Uh, so... By the way, Donald, if TikTok was out when, when you were young, you would have been a TikTok star, because you We can... all would have been TikTok stars. No, but I can't dance. Like, you can do those moves, dude. This, yeah. this, no, this but you would, have, you would have figured out a way to freaking... Look, man, you did Garden State. You would have figured yeah. out a way to make a fucking movie on TikTok that everybody loved, even if it was, like, you know, only however long TikTok allows it. You would have figured out a way... You're a very bright boy. Thank You're you. You're a very bright do man. You, do you ever see that video of the girl on TikTok? It just like went viral. She's sobbing, but she's still doing her TikTok dance with the song. <laughs> <laughs> 
And some comedian, I forgot, I don't know who it was, but they wrote like, maybe maybe wait till you're done with your breakdown until you till, to do the dance. But she's trying to make a point that like, I'm still going to dance through this sad moment. And she's doing all the choreography, but she's bawling. I've never seen this. Um, have you got a BJ? Have you seen that? I have. I got to tell you, I tried like hell to avoid TikTok and Snapchat, but it, it's the nieces and nephews. You know, they're that age group where that's all they're on. Oh, so I don't even look at that. My shit, daughter, that that's all she watches. My right. daughter, not my, not my, not my five-year-old, but my 21-year-old just walks through the house dead. You got to check this out. And it's nothing yeah. but TikTok shit. I know. Like it's so much. I would get my daughter up, my five-year-old up here right now, but my 21-year-old daughter has corrupted. Kaya has corrupted Wilder so much that Wilder is now doing the Savage Challenge. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. Doing all of that shit. Can you get her up here? We got to hear it. Hold up. Tacovas are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. Whenever I slip on my Tacova's boots, I feel the cowboy magic, Donald. They're tough enough for getting dirty, but classic and stylish enough for a night out on the town. If you ever wonder if you can pull off cowboy boots, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas. You'll see. They'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear. If you can't make it into a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. As a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 on Tacovas.com. Just use code REALFRIENDS at checkout. That's R E A L. F-R-I-E-N-D-S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Wilder! This this might be worth it, BJ. You're about to get a special treat. I love it. So let's do it. She's warming up because she used to not not perform on cue, but uh, we're going to turn her into a, we're going to turn her into a child actress if it's the death of us. That's that's fantastic, uh, Zach. I have to tell you. Um, just, so the, just real quick, the Garden State soundtrack for my college radio station was all that they would play ah. uh, when it came out. So I just I would I feel obligated to share that with you. Oh, thank uh, you. While, while we're waiting for Donald to come back. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. It was uh, Donald jokes that I want to Grammy for a mixtape, but it's he's right. I, I it was just the music I was me and my friends were listening to, and it felt really appropriate for the uh, for the era that the film was about. And then uh, with the help of my editor, Myron Kirstein, um, he, he really gets all the credit for putting them in the right spots. He, I, I, made, I just made a giant playlist, and then I'd let him go attack some scenes, and then he'd come back and he'd go, dude, I just put the Paul Simon song on this moment, and you got to see it. And I would watch it, and I'd get goosebumps up and down my arms. Nice. Like, yeah, we're never going to be able to get that song, but that's a keeper. <laughs> oh, here she is. Oh, and- There's Rocco. There's Rocco. Not Wilder. <laughs> no, no. Hold on. Come on, guys. All right. All right. Everybody Wilder. All right, Wilder, perform. Back up, back up, back up, back up. You don't need the music. You can just do it without the music. Ready? All right, go. Five, six, seven, eight. I'm savage. Classy, woozy, ratchet. Sassy, moody, nasty. Hacking, stupid. What's happening? What's happening? I'm a savage. <laughs> thunderous applause, Dan. Thunderous Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All right. Okay, so now I got. Look, I'm gonna show you who's all in here now. I got the whole family in here just to see her. Do. Oh, everybody's I'm here. I'm a bobbin. <laughs> okay, Rocco. Okay. All right. All right. Get him out. Pull him out. Back to the bouncy. 
you guys wet this whole room up, huh? Back okay. to the bouncy castle. They're they're they're. No, in the, I don't they're... I don't know this song, but it doesn't seem that it's necessarily appropriate for a five year old to sing. What are the I what know, are the lyrics? I have a twenty one year old who's uh, who's watching TikTok like twenty four seven, and so because of that. But can you talk me through the lyrics of this this song? It's it's uh, Meg the Stallion, right? And she now has a, a a remix with her and Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce, as Hal would say. Beyonce, rest in peace, my father. And uh, the the chorus is, "I'm a savage." Uh, uh, what is it? I'm a savage. Classy, classy, bougie, ratchet. Uh, now, what does ratchet mean? Ratchet is like when you're like a. That's ratchet, yo. You're ratchet isn't necessarily. Joel is nice typing thing. out the lyrics for you, Donald. Sassy, so, moddy, nasty, moody, nasty. Acting, Acting stupid. stupid was happening. Was happening. I don't know how I feel about my little goddaughter saying sassy, moddy, nasty, moody, moody, moody. Oh, sorry. Well, it's Joel's typo, not mine. I thought okay. moddy was a new word. No, moody, sassy, moody, ratchet. No. Acting stupid was happening. Savage, a- classy, bougie, ratchet. <laughs> <laughs> BJ's like, what did I get into? Oh, this- oh sorry, BJ. BJ's BJ, like, I this- just wanted no, to ask is a like, question. We forgot I just about BJ. To ask a question. <laughs> this is exactly what I'm going through right now. Like, So we had this song, uh, Low Life. Uh, Olivia, she's five, is really into it. And, you know, the lyrics are probably not terribly appropriate for a five-year-old so uh we had to like amend it and say no no the song is called low light so i i know this whole thing very well like bj are there any BJ, questions you want to bj ask? do you have any questions <laughs> yeah so i don't That's know where so to start because just to give people contact yeah i know it's it's i've got the fan going so hopefully you guys can't hear it too much i, I can't uh, feel the fan pj can you turn it a little towards me <laughs> <laughs> okay. so like, just for just Go for ahead, context BJ. so Going through, uh, so I used to be married and going through, we got married just as the recession started. So we didn't have a lot of stuff, but we did have Scrubs DVDs. So that was pretty much all we would watch. Did you like give him or her, when the, in the breakup, did you give him or her season nine? Uh, I actually like season nine. Oh, I know really? That that's Donald not, does too. You so do? do I. Okay. Yeah. I Can I tell you my, I know this is a tangent. Uh, I, right. I we do it all the time. Okay, great. So I know this has been said elsewhere by other people, like had it had a different title, um, it would have been successful. But I think because it was still called yeah. Scrubs, people it went called, in. It they, should have been called Dave Franco. <laughs> yeah, it was a little too much Dave Franco. For and my... Donald Faison as Screech. <laughs> right. <laughs> but where, I like where... it. I, it's very solid. It, it, you know, the show holds up really well. Season nine holds up. I feel pretty well. There is probably a little too much Dave Franco for me. He was like to me the more like annoying character. Oh, that's but he who, was uh, meant that's, to be. That's he was meant to be. Right, right. But uh, so to me, like the big question I feel like is how do you think the show has has held up? Because today the episode that we were going to talk about, there's a whole sequence with Doctor Cox and, and the and the doctor, the young doctor, and I feel like today I don't know if you'd be able to do that story. Well, yeah, you know, there are a lot of things that don't necessarily. Uh, hold up with what's going on today with the show. You know, Cox calling JD a girl's name all the time might be, you know, you offensive could, to some. Yeah. You could catch offense to that. Uh, Zach and I had a conversation about that. We were like, you know what? We know where the show has its moments where we're like, Oh boy, 
But maybe, you know, if we're if everybody's true fans of the show and was watching it back then and doesn't have a problem with didn't have a problem with it back then, I don't necessarily think it behooves us to continue to talk about what, you know, the past, you know, it was made at a certain time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't yeah, know how to But, but to your it. point, I don't know that, uh, again, uh, who knows that someone might find offense to uh, Dr. Cox flirting with a coworker. I, I don't know. I think it was done in a pretty uh, clearly consensual way. She was flirting yeah. right back with him. And, and well, and, and, and Turk and even was, says, yeah. Turk even says, you know, this is highly inappropriate and you shouldn't be doing this. And you know better than this, Dr. Cox. And, if in and and to the and to his intern and if you're supposed to say anything to you're supposed to be uh worshiping me and you know the knowledge I have and not cha- being love struck with this you know senior resident in the right, hospital. But for what it's worth, he then doesn't have the courage or or whatever, and he's still obsessed with Judy, I guess. And he walks yeah. off, and it's she that shows up at his door. You remember that? No. Yeah. He, I think he told. I think BJ totally gets it. But yeah, no, I'm saying it to you. She, she's the she becomes the aggressor, and then Absolutely. he gets up and says something no man would ever say to a woman. He says, uh, "I'm using you to get past another person." That was fucking nuts that any human being would say that to someone. But then she's like, "I don't care. Let's hook up." <laughs> That's not I mean, why I'm here, right? Yeah, my whole deal is you know you have to look at things with the time that they were produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that doesn't excuse like like really egregious stuff. We had a title uh, come out at Serial Boxes recently called Knox, which deals with a lot of the H.P. Lovecraft, uh, you know, like the dark and mysterious uh, tentacles and enemies from other dimensions. And so, the the way I describe it to people is, you know, it's H.P. Lovecraft without any of the anti-Semitism. You know, like it's taking the it's taking like the best parts of it. And so, you know, if you look at his stuff in that context, you can't excuse like the blatant bigotry that's. Well, you're bit, BJ. But, you're you said you're an LGBTQ yes. a- activist, so there's plenty of stuff that I, I imagine some would find offensive in nine years of this show. The calling of JD, this sort of um, it was considered derogatory to be called a, a girl's name. I mean, how does how does something like that? I thought that held up to yeah. me. I thought that held up because it, it's within the character that it works. That makes sense. That he it's just the character is dead set on belittling JD in any way that he can. And, and, and you know and, that and, and, in, and in his mind, in in Cox's mind, that was belittling. Exactly. And it wasn't it didn't come off as like malicious in, in that he meant it as a anti-gay slur. Like he just meant it as this I'm just gonna chip you down. I'm just gonna keep chipping away at you. So I, I think it really comes from the character. And as long as the character isn't like blatantly racist or something, which in the case Dr. Cox isn't, uh, it's fine. Yeah. I know that I know that there's there's certainly people that would be offended by it, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, if it, as long as it fits within the nature of the character, I think it's okay. All right, on. All right. Um, do you have another question for the legendary Donald Faison or Zach Braff? Classy, He's a legend too. Sassy, bougie, <laughs> ratchet. What's happening? Marty. You sound like you sound like Rocco. So Rocco doesn't like the song at all because he doesn't <laughs> like the dance or anything like that, right? So he'll be like, I'm a savage. Ratchet, acid, dookie. <laughs> poopy. Rocco's at, a, Rocco's at a stage where if you just want to sabotage something, say poopy or, or caca, right? Caca. Anything, anything. He sometimes look, man, you've you've heard my son. I've taught him some words that I'm, I should never have taught yeah, him. Yeah, man. It's like a oh parrot. You never want to teach a parrot a, a curse uh, word. 
I taught him some words, and now I'm like, I should have never done it. And when he goes back to school, I'm so worried. Yeah. Well, for now, it's your problem. Yes, BJ, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned uh, in the divorce, did they get season nine? I was actually going to give them season seven oh. uh, for the writer's strike. Uh, and I was just always fascinated by you know, the, the whole thing with, with, with you guys having to stop mid-season and just trying to adjust. Now, I don't remember. Maybe you guys can provide the context on that. So the season shut down, and then you had to go back and finish the episodes. Was that sort of the deal on that? I don't really remember. I, I know that I know that Hollywood was shut down for the writer's strike and we didn't work. I then we went back. Why are you saying that you you can notice a difference in the in the quality because of that crazy time? Yeah, I think that if those episodes were done uh in any other context they would have been great, but I, I it, there's something that feels off to them as you're watching them. I, I, and that could just be going in with the context of, oh, this was done when the writers weren't there, or this was mm-hmm. sort of just done under. Well, nothing would be done without the writers being there. Um, you know, this is a this is a really good Bill. Question. Oh, great! We can do our Ask Bill. This is a really good Bill question. So, You're BJ, gonna... why don't you direct it uh, directly to Bill Lawrence, the show's creator? You ask him. It's a good question. Yeah. So, Bill, um, season, uh, season seven. If you had a do-over, would you feel that it would come out differently? than the way it did uh, being produced during the writer's strike. Great question. I think that's, that's a good way to... That is good. And then Bill will... Um, will he'll do, answer it. No, and knowing he'll... Bill, knowing Bill, he'll answer the... He'll start with a joke. Let's all, let's all see if he does this. He'll open with a joke. Then he'll give a very heartfelt, serious answer. And then he'll end by yelling five, six, seven, eight. Okay? <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. I hope we'll I live see. up to that. Do I think season seven would have been different without the writer? Yeah. Because you got to remember, not only did the strike muck everything up, um, so much so, NBC even rejiggered the order of the episodes. I think they aired that Princess Bride homage like it was the show's finale, just in case it was the show's finale when it wasn't supposed to be. I mean, we were heading, the finale was always going to be that end of season eight episode that was already written in my head. And uh, uh, we just never got to do it that year. It was such a drag. Also, you got to remember, man, during that whole lead up to the strike, it was such a weird writer's room because we were all hustling and worried about losing our jobs and worried about not working and all that stuff. So it was definitely screwed up. I wanted on record that I didn't do the number cue for the song because it'll get stale if I do it too often, but I'm coming back with a vengeance. See ya. I remember when the writer's strike happened and I remember the one thing that I remember the most about the writer's strike was thinking, holy cow, we're not going to work for a while. And does this mean this is the end of the show? Because, you know, at this point, you know, studios were studios weren't necessarily behind writers striking and everything like that. And I worried at that point, does this mean that Scrubs isn't coming back or, you know, and I remember I remember marching with Bill all the way to Universal Studios. Yeah, we all went and marched on the line with with everybody and and thinking. Is this something that the studio is going to look back at and be like, well, we're not going to bring back Scrubs because they were a part of the writer's strike. We're not going to bring back Brooklyn Nine-Nine because they were a part of the, you know what I mean? Like now, by the way, you right. know, uh, shows are dropping because of this, because of COVID and, and Broadway shows are closing because of COVID because they, because they know they can't right. survive. Frozen and, is done because yeah. of COVID. Yeah. And others and uh, shows are getting canceled. Emergence, a be- amazing show, Emergence, starring. Well, Donald I don't know Cable. if Emergence got canceled because of COVID or if Emergence got. You know, ABC doesn't have to give a a reason for why they canceled the show. BJ, just, have you watched Emergence? 
I have. Uh, I didn't. It didn't take for me. Yeah. Ah, BJ, you're done. I and know. That's it. No. Bye, no. BJ. No. no, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Don't hate on joking. BJ. I'm not hating. I'm just. It saying. didn't take for me. Uh, I love the cast. Uh, Great actors. Know, just, Great actors. Yeah. yeah, I find I find out a lot of TV shows that come out on broadcast networks that usually. The cast is great, but for whatever reason, there's just something that doesn't click for me the way that. Well, I think what happens is that just sort of stereotypically, there there's a lot of chefs in the kitchen on broadcast, and now more and more, um, the the showrunner and directors are given long leashes in in, uh, on streaming platforms, and and there's a voice to be had. They want a voice. Who's the voice behind the show? That's what they're interested in, especially all these. Sort of uh, comedies we all love on 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 things like you know, I, perfect example is, is is Atlanta for me. It's like yeah. so clearly someone's taste and voice, and, uh, and that's, that's hard what, to find on broadcast television. Of course, though, because true. there's nine thousand people weighing in, and it just becomes a fucking muddy stew. Yeah. No, I feel that way about Dave on FXX. Uh, there, you no like it or that you don't like it? I love it. I oh, love good, show. good. Yeah. I did a whole yeah. ad for Dave on here. It's so good. Uh, Dave is, I can't get Donald, who would love it more than any of us, to watch it because he's too busy fucking doing whatever he's doing. I'm <laughs> raising kids, yo. No, I'm raising kids. You got yeah, your but hands they go to sleep at what time? 7.30? And then I want to go to bed, buddy. You go to bed at 7.30. You do go to bed Dude. early. What time do you go to bed? What time like is eight, lights out? 8.30. No. Yeah, man. You turn out your lights at 8.30? 9 o'clock, I'm most likely on my way upstairs to go to sleep. Wow. It's yep. crazy, dude. Listen, man, as much as as much as much I'm a... As, as, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I love my children. I love everything about being a dad and, and all of that stuff. But I said it before, I miss waking up at noon and not having anything to do other than hang out with my wife. You know what I mean? I miss that shit. Um... I every don't... every week Donald makes um having children seem less and less appealing. <laughs> now wait, hold up. Now I don't want to go back to that. I don't want I don't want to, you know, the grass is always greener. I would prefer to wake my my son walking in my room at 5:30 in the morning every day saying, "Can I have cinnamon toast crunch?" I prefer that mm-hmm. over being at Orlando with, Jones's pool till four thirty right, in the with, morning. With, right, exactly till four o'clock in the morning. But you know, it's it's I I do miss that moment in time where it was just I didn't have to worry about a lot of things. You know what I mean? And I worry about everything now. Well, you're in a new chapter of your life, Donald. This is this is forty six. Yeah, you know, and when I was a young dad, it seemed a lot easier. It seems way more difficult now, man. I don't know, BJ. You have kids, right? No, I'm child free. Um, I love and nephews. He was talking about his yeah. I I love kids. Um, I love my nieces and nephews more than anything in the world. I think kids are just the best. Uh, But for me, I decided, you know, I want to be environmentally friendly, and I know as goofy as it sounds. Um, So I took that. (laughs) <laughs> took that like reduce your carbon footprint thing really seriously and just decided you know if I had kids I don't know what kind of world they would get into so I decided not to do it oh, it's a little too wow. deep and serious that, so let me ask you like a fun yeah go out with one yeah, go with a happy question, question BJ because we're going long here go and we gotta question. wrap it up yes okay. uh, you've been a great guest I gotta so, say Donald hasn't BJ been a great guest BJ I'm gonna be honest with you so far favorite call in ever Oh, yeah, I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna think for a second. Yeah, I think BJ's definitely top two or three, two. I, I'm gonna give him well, the number one. Well, you spot. know what? No, before you give it to him, before you give it to him, 
let's see what the final question is. Yes. Yeah. No, and, and thank you guys because I, like I said, I, I spent a crap ton of time with DX uh, watching you. So uh, it was cool just being able to experience a few minutes hanging out. Uh, so my last question for you is in a world where even like the most microscopic show you remember gets a movie, you've probably gotten this a lot, but do you envision a, a scenario where there might be more scrubs? And yeah, I know so that it's such a fanboy question to ask, but I had to ask it. No, it's a great yes, question to ask. Actually. I think there's a world. It was, we did the view today and Whoopi Goldberg said, you know. Oscar nominee she, Whoopi Goldberg. Well, EGOT. Oh, EGOT winner. EGOT winner Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, sorry, I'm she sorry. Has, she has the four of them together. I didn't know she was an EGOT. Yeah, she, 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 that's the reason. She, she's got the Tony, the Emmy, the Grammy, Grammy and the Oscar. Oscar. What does she have an Oscar for? Ghost. Color purple. Oh, no, ghost. ghost. No, it's ghost. It's ghost. Yeah, oh. supporting in ghost. Oh, wow. Don't get us going on color purple. We did a whole, we did a whole episode <laughs> Dude, on we, color purple. Listen, we love us some Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, don't yeah, get, don't, 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 don't get good Donald doing uh, Oprah's monologue again because she was Gideon for me. You know, I, I grew up with her on. On, on the next, next generation, generation. So. yeah, she was great on that too. Did you ever see her one woman Broadway show that you can no. see? That? That's oh, what I she thought... won the Tony for. Um, <laughs> I think it was 1985. Um, it was Whoopi Goldberg's one woman Broadway show, and she does all these characters. And I'm telling you, find it. It is a fucking masterpiece. It's one of the she, best. She, she is, she is by far like she is. She's a better. I'm not. I don't mean to. I don't mean to diss the View because the View is the View, and it's like the most popular daytime show. But I wish that Whoopi was still acting because she's so incredibly talented. She's one of. The, she's one. In my opinion, she's one of the best ever. Anyway, you made me she, want to go back and watch Star Trek: The Next Generation now because I, I used to watch that show. Did Great you watch show, it, Donald? Dude. I did. Great show. Do you remember the episode where Picard is being tortured and he's like, there are four lights. Yeah, by the Borg? Is he being tortured yeah. by the Borg? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Um, anyway, uh, she was like, Whoopi was like, look, I'm a huge fan. I was a huge fan of the show. I think y'all should make a Scrubs movie. Yeah. So, BJ. We talk about that, you know, because I point to Psych, who's now made two successful films. Right. And um, it would be fun. I think it would be fun for us to do, all do something like that. We just Absolutely. have to get Disney to be into it and Bill Lawrence to be into it. And uh, I think it'll happen. They're, the fans, the fans uh, seem to really want it to happen. The fans wanted a, a, a rewatch show, and they got that. So Yes, we'll, we're giving you know. the people what they want. BJ, you've been an outstanding guest. You're Donald's favorite guest of all time. <laughs> favorite call-in. Call-in guest. Favorite call-in. Call favorite call-in, BJ. we got to qualify it. And, you will have bigger uh, and better, I have no doubt. Uh, no, I think you, you asked smart questions. You seem like a very intelligent man. You gave uh, thoughtful discourse. What else, Donald? And he knew you, about Star Wars. Yeah, you know about Star Wars. That's why Donald likes you. And you had Joelle waving her hands like she was saying preach in the background. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming on, man. Have a great day. Stay yeah, safe. Appreciate you. you Stay healthy, brother. And Donald, I think I successfully uh, cheered you up. You started a little bit um, sour today, but I think that we really brought you around. You know, I'm going to tell you something. Go ahead. I, uh, I, I, it was a great distraction today, man. It was a Good. great distraction to sit here and talk with you today. I needed it. Well, uh, that's why we're here for the people, Donald. We, we didn't think that this would be a, 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 a quarantine show, but since it is, we hope that we're helping you stop thinking about nonsense in your life for an hour and a half or so. Yeah, but just on a personal level today, I was very, 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 uh, you know, 
and I'm going to go back into it after we after we uh, wrap the episode. But I was very, very, I don't know. I, was, I wasn't having a great day. And You're melancholic. Yes, I was very melancholic. I, the melancholy was, if I could play a song, it would be a Josh Radin song right now. I hear you. Well, uh, listen, now, you're gonna, now that the episode's over and you've had so much fun, you're going to go something. I'm going to go out and play with the kids. You're going to play with the kids on the water, the water bouncy house. Yeah, and then uh, I'm going to make some... And your daughter's going to do Sassy, Mighty, Nasty. <laughs> She's going to sing a little Meg the Stallion. And I'm going to sing, this is how we do it. Dun, 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 dun. This, this has been uh, Fake Doctors, na, 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 Real na, na, Friends. Na. We hope you had a great experience with us today. Uh, follow Donald on Instagram. He's got envy of my followers. and uh, I am envious of your followers, man. Listen, you have one point something million. Well, I can't share them. It's not like Monopoly you where I can just give you them. some properties. Dude, you you talk to your followers. Listen, just tell All them right. to come over to if you're, come, Donald come Faison. Follow Donald. Donald uh, underscore Azon. That's probably why they can't find you. you got some weird spelling. I was uh, drunk. Okay, the truth behind it is oh, I was Jesus. drunk the day I created my inter my uh my Instagram. Your handle. Yeah, my handle. And I thought I was hitting F and I hit underscore oh accidentally. My God. Kids, so, don't drink Donald and create a handle. Azon, or drink and create a handle. It's Who cares? Uh, we hope we left you happy. We hope you left you smiling. Thank you to BJ. Thank you to Joel. Thank you to Dan. Thank you to Will. Thank you to Will Pearson at iHeart. And tell you what. Uh, email us at scrubsiheart at gmail.com. Joelle will sift through your questions and see if you're as worthy as BJ was. Donald, hit him with the numbers. Five, six, seven, eight. Stories about a show we made About a bunch of docs and nurses And a janitor who loved to hate I said, here's a story This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, it's simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. You can learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Did you know that 46% of us don't take all our vacation days? Even though it's been proven that taking time off to play makes us more productive. In California, no matter where you go, you'll find play. Explore a redwood forest, immerse yourself in art galleries, or just park yourself in a beach chair and chill. Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star starting May 15th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello! 
acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.